For those of you just waking up with us, good Saturday morning. So glad you're here. 8.07 in the a.m. It's the day before Mother's Day, so I think you're going to have your shopping list full today and maybe your garden to-do list full as well. It's going to be a nice day. It's going to be partly cloudy and overcast, so you can get out there and get done what you need to get done. And if you're just getting off of work, hey, I'm glad you're catching us on your way. Sweet dreams when you go home and, and take a nap, take a snooze. I totally understand that. I have to do that on a daily basis. Well, so you just heard Joe Lample, Joe Gardner, on the show with me. And for that link and all that he's doing with that free tomato webinar next week, that is on my Facebook page. Search Green and Growing WSB. You'll find it there. And also, I've been posting all week Mother's Day gift ideas. So, yeah, talking to you, the one who waited till the day before Mother's Day, you haven't done your shopping yet. That's okay. I've got some great gift ideas. I posted one a day throughout this past week. And some of those things, of course, Pike Nursery is my number one go-to for the mom who's a gardener or the mom that wants to be a gardener. All the good starting things or a Pike Nursery, start her off with a gift card or go ahead and get some garden decor, birding accessories, patio furniture. I did see some of the Town Lake Pike that was on sale yesterday, just saying. Um, Dram tools are sold there and the way you see those, they're eye-catching guys, the rain wand and some other pruning tools and things. Bright, bright colors, every color of the rainbow. So that would be kind of a nice pop of color as a garden accessory and garden tools in the yard. And also the Southern Living Plant Collection, you'll see a lot of their things at Pike Nursery. But in particular that I did was Little Miss Figgy. It's a dwarf fig and you may be able to find that or something like it. But a dwarf fig grows like four to eight feet high. And I'm so excited to have that. So that would be really rewarding to start mom off with something like that or a blueberry bush, or even a strawberry plant, something that the family is going to enjoy. Uh, I have a cool video about hose link, and some of you are like asking me more about that. I would love that. Hose link is a mountable hose holder that goes on the side of the house, outside the garage, whatever, and it's retractable. So it comes with the hose in it, 50 feet, 82 feet, and it retracts. It's not a muddy mess coiled with all of this stuff down below the deck or in the carport or something like that. It is really, really cool. Watch the video as I do a demonstration. Um, and talking about growing tomatoes and all of that, a grow bucket wants you to learn more about that local product shipped right out of Georgia to people nationwide with a water reservoir and all this thing if you are the gardener that just forgets to water. So a lot of good things on the Green and Growing Facebook page. Well, speaking of water, oh my gosh, we have rain in the forecast this coming Monday. But we had those two days earlier in the week of heavy, heavy rains. And with the trees falling down, I see that in traffic. You know, I'm in the traffic center every weekday morning, and I see the trees coming down in the limbs. And unfortunately, a person lost their life in Douglas County this week when a tree fell on his vehicle. So that got me thinking of a reputable tree company that may have some knowledge and give us some tips, you know, about preventing those things from happening. So I've had a years-long relationship with the folks over at Premier Tree Solutions. And you hear me on the radio, chopmytree.com. And Jeff Roth, the owner of chopmytree.com, is with us. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, Ashley. How you doing? Ah, it's so good for you to be checking in. Great to hear from you. And you have Raphael yeah. with you, too. Yes, I do. Raphael Santiago is on the line, and he's our ISA certified arborist. And he's also... Uh, Tree Risk Assessment Qualified, and Raphael has a master's degree in forestry from the University of Auburn. Wow, Raphael, hey, welcome to your radio debut, man. How's it going? Thank you, Ashley. I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> very well, very well. Good to talk to you again. So these are the things that I was thinking about with the storm damage. It's so intimidating for folks 
who cower at the thought of storms, you know, and the wind and the rain. They're thinking a tree's going to fall on my house. The tree's going to fall on my house. So that was kind of what Jeff and I had a week-long discussion about. Is like focusing on our trees, Raphael, and what are some of the obvious signs when we're looking at some of those trees in our yard that, uh-oh, it's weak, it's decaying, it may be a problem. What are we looking for? Right. you you got to be looking for for the likelihood of failure of a tree, right? So we need to be on the lookout for, you know, potential breaking points like cankers. That's very common in pine trees. And some other structural defects like trunk splits, cracks, or bends on your trees. You know, these are examples of potential causes for trunk or branch failure. Now, uh, when it comes to whole tree failure, in this case, the root system is what gives out. And saturated ground is one of the primary causes for roots to collapse. Mm-hmm. So as a result, you have the whole tree falling and lifting its roots oh. out of the ground. You right. know, that's a very common problem that we have here when there's a storm coming through town with strong winds. And unfortunately, it's very hard and, um, and to prevent and to predict. That is terrifying, too. Now, when we talk yeah. about soil saturation, you know, and that soil just was so wet for, for more than two days, what is exactly, is the soil washing away and that's what's bringing up the roots, or is it quickly, like, rotting the roots to where they're not holding on anymore? It's, it's simply by the fact that the roots can't hold on to that mushy soil anymore. It's just too much water. You know, if you think about it, it's just like when you stick your hand into the ground and, and it's, uh, let's just pretend your hands are the root system there. So if your hand has a solid ground to hold on to, you're fine. You can, we can't have any strong storms, and you're going to be fine as long as the soil is not saturated and wet. Now, if that, that ground is mushy, you're not going to have that holding capacity, and your, your hand is going to eventually come off the ground because of the strong winds. Right. So does that apply, yeah. Raphael, to all trees, or are there some, like pines or like oaks or something, that may be more susceptible to having those problems at the roots? Yeah, there are different types of root systems, uh, but just in a, a general rule, uh, I see, and that's just based on my own experience, uh, whole tree failure tends to happen more to oak trees and hardwoods in general. That's when you see the tree uprooting, whole tree failure, um, the, the entire root ball coming off the ground. When it comes to pine trees, we tend to see pine trees snapping in half. That's the most common problem. But it varies from species to species. It varies from the age of the tree. Uh, it depends on the health of the tree and several other factors that comes into play. So talking about roots and also decay, that's something that we're going to be able to see, and it's going to be quite obvious, like you said, maybe cracks or things like that. Um, talk sure. about, Raphael, when you have insect damage and how, um, how overwhelming that can be. Like at what level are we finally like, oh, my gosh, this is just overrun with insects. The tree's got to go. Insect damage, it's, uh, it's not really lethal to the tree it, to a certain extent. Uh, what, what it does to the tree is it weakens the tree's immune system. So it's never good to have any insect damage to the tree. Uh, one thing leads to another. So when you have insect damage, the, the, the chances are that you also have uh, fungi infestation, and, and that's where the problem is. Um, that's another common problem for whole tree failures, that, and that's called root rot. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of happens after you have some type of biotic stress, in this case, um, any damage caused by insects. Um, and the problem is being caused by, you know, this biotic agent, in this case, in this case uh, fungi. And it's easier to detect because it's typically when, you, when your tree is infected by fungus uh, releasing fruiting bodies around the trunk of the tree. Ah. Like mushrooms. 
Now that's yeah. key. Yeah, people will take photos of weird-looking stuff at the base of their tree and be like, "Oh gosh, what is that?" So you bring up a good point. That is the outward sign of it showing inward problems and weakness, <laughs> isn't it? That is correct. It's a serious problem, and as soon as, as soon as you see it, I'll definitely recommend for you to contact an arborist and, uh, and take care of the problem. And talk about, Raphael, you yourself are ISA certified and how important that is. You know, your crew isn't just the crew that comes in and takes the tree down willy-nilly. You having that ISA certification, talk about that and how you're knowledgeable about tree health. Sure, yeah. Um, to, to be a certified arborist, you have to have at least five years of experience or you have to have a degree in arboriculture or forestry, which is my case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically what that involves is we, we have a thorough approach to a tree. We just don't come out there and look at the tree and say, yeah, that tree is dying. We try to identify the causes for that tree uh, to be dying, and we try to save the tree at most times. We don't simply recommend to take the tree down if, if the tree is solvable. So uh, we have some uh, what we call the THC program that we have in the company that stands for plant health care, where we have all sorts of tree injections, which is totally environmental friendly since you inject some pesticides uh, and other chemicals into the trunk of the tree. So it stays on the tree. It's a systemic herbicide, um, pesticide um, and some other cool stuff that we have uh, to save trees. And a professional has those injectables, folks, but that's so good to get ahead of the problem, try to save the tree. We love our tree canopy in Atlanta. You want those trees in your yard for a number of reasons. And uh, Jeff Roth, owner of Premier Tree Solutions. Jeff, talk to me about storm cleanup. Were you all a little busier than normal this week, or did you not see too many Atlantans get hit real hard? Um, It was real sporadic. Um, We did a couple of jobs for uh, Cobb County. They had some trees fall, but... and. We uh, assisted another company with our crane taking a tree off of uh, two houses, but kind of sporadic, so it wasn't real bad that we noticed. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't one of the stronger ones, and of course, we all know this time of year, the thunderstorms come through, they go. And I noticed with the wind yesterday, yesterday was a beautiful day, but the winds were a little bit higher, and I still worried about everything that was a little wet and soggy and weak, and if that you know, would have brought down some limbs. Well, Jeff, y'all yeah. have tree removal, tree trimming, and pruning, all of that stuff. Storm damage, of course, would be my number one go-to, you know, chopmytree.com. Um, and talk about your, your updated, since we spoke last a few years ago, your updated coverage area now. That's so exciting. You guys are expanding. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much, Ashley. Yes, we've moved down to the south side of Atlanta. Uh, we used to do pretty much everything on the north, I-20 north, and now we are covering the south side down the uh, I-85, I-75 corridor. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so you you had a lot of new um, customers, either fortunately or unfortunately, because Noonan was so hard hit back about a month ago. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's a a shame, and uh, our hearts go out to those people. Yeah, you were in the right place at the right time to help those folks. And they're still in need of help, folks. So there are multiple websites. I would direct you to WSBTV.com. I think our partners at Channel 2 did a great job of collecting, you know, the need and resources for folks who wanted to help people that were impacted by last month's storm. Well, Jeff Roth and Rafael Santiago with Premier Tree Solutions, ChopMyTree.com. I'm so glad you guys came on, and we'll certainly have you back for a lengthier conversation. I'd love to have folks call with their tree questions, and when we have a little more time, we'll get into that.
That sounds great, Ashley. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're welcome, Raphael. Yes, thank you so much, gentlemen, for your knowledge and your expertise. Again, shopmytree.com. That's all you got to do to find Jeff and Raphael. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with the top three things you need to do in the landscape this weekend. I'm Ashley Frasca. It's Green and Growing on WSB. Me too. I'll be back on Monday morning as part of Triple Team Traffic during Atlanta's Morning News with Mark McKay, Mark Aram, and uh, Mike Shields in the Traffic Center right now helping you get around town for the weekend. Well, tomorrow's Mother's Day, guys. Tomorrow, a high of 83, a low of 64, partly cloudy. And today, it's going to reach 75, but it's going to stay partly cloudy. Rain comes back into the forecast on Monday. Your weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Green and Growing. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. So in talking about storm damage and all of that with uh, Jeff and Raphael at Premier Tree Solutions at ChopMyTree.com, a little specialized to-do list for some storm damage and flooding, if you may have seen that impact your yard over the course of the week or so. Number one, stressed plants are more susceptible to insect and disease damage. So be on the lookout for wood-boring insects. They're brought on now. Uh, canker-causing fungi, as well as root and crown rot fungi that thrives in moist soil. So do what you can to really get the air into that soil, and mulching is so important. And number two, I had to tell myself this. I wanted to do some planting. Um, Allow the soil to dry out well before working it. That Georgia red clay, it's going to become even more compact when it's just soggy and you're working with it. So now that things have dried out a little bit this weekend is perfect. And number three, a lot of the soil was washed away from the base of some trees and shrubs and some of your beds, if you noticed. So cover exposed roots by replacing lost soil with organic matter, and that helps replace lost soil microbes, as well as those slow-release nutrients that promote plant health. And again, mulch is just so important. Now, you don't want to you know, smother the roots, but when you've seen a little bit of erosion and things wash away, you can certainly help that out. And uh, now's not a good time to fertilize if the plants are stressed, if they're still drying out, if they're a little limp, that's okay. Just give them a chance to rebound. All right. Well, coming up at the bottom of the hour, yet another idea for mom for Mother's Day, a gardenia. That's a bush that is foolproof. Going to have good luck with it. I'm going to talk to Allison with Pike Nursery, and we'll give you some tips on how to be successful with that. We'll wrap things up here on Green and Growing. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. Right back to your calls in just a few minutes. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Green and Growing this morning. 404-872-0750 is the number. But this time, every Saturday morning, you know, in case you didn't listen in the 6 o'clock hour, every time on Saturday at 6.30, every Saturday morning, we have Walter Reeves and Walter Wonders. And he is awesome, comes on and shares some timely knowledge with us today. We talked about ants and termites, which, yeah, you're starting to see some fire ants outside for sure. And then at 8.30, every Saturday, as as right as rain, we have Pike Nursery on with us to tell us kind of what's going on in the nursery, what you need to be made aware of. And so today I have back with me Allison Smith. She's the manager of the East Cobb location. Hey, Allison. Good morning, Ashley. How are you? Very good. How about you? Oh, fantastic. The weather's gorgeous. We're having a great day already. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, everybody over in East Cobb, they know your store location. They've they've lived in that area for a long time. But where can folks new to the area find your store? We're at 2900 Johnson Ferry Road um, and right there in East Cobb. Yep, right there near Shalliford Road. Been there myself over the years a number of times. 
So, well, today you have a fun one. So, of course, oh. we wanted something flowery and smelly and pretty because Mother's Day is tomorrow. So we'll talk about all the other options we have for Mother's Day. But what's that plant that you want to sell today to mom? Oh, Ashley, it is my favorite southern flowering shrub. It is the gardenia. Oh, yeah. And man, are they spectacular. God, there's um, so many in Pike right now. I was just in the Town Lake store the other day. There's so many gardenias. That's right. And your nose can almost draw you to them because the fragrance is so stunning. Um, they're one of the most popular additions to a southern garden. They just have these gorgeous white blooms all summer. It starts blooming in May and just will go all the way through early fall. The scent is phenomenal. I can't emphasize that enough. These white blooms just emphasize any garden. They'll draw you to a yard just because of the smell. Yeah, I was going to say, we've we've got jasmine, and that's in bloom right now, and that smells really good, but that's going to start to fade soon and just go back to being, you know, evergreen with the leaves, but then you'll have gardenias to replace that, and they smell great in the garden. And what I love about the gardenia flower, too, is the thickness of the petals, Allison. Like, it just seems like a lot sturdier flower. That's one of the ones that you can bring it in and float it in a bowl of water, and it does just fine. Absolutely. They're, they're great to cut and make little bouquets. So for Mother's Day and throughout the summer, if you want to appreciate any special person in your life, those are always great uh, homemade gifts in the garden. They're also evergreen, just like, um, just like the jasmine. So you get that great glossy green foliage year round, really spectacular hardy plants. Um, what's important to, I know a lot of people in the Atlanta area is deer resistant plants. Wow. Um, so gardenias, gardenias, Gardenias aren't very attractive to deer, so that's another bonus in your landscape. No kidding. Yeah, always thinking in mind, we want the things that we want, the colors of the particular plant, but just that it has that added bonus of being deer-resistant, that's that's definitely a win-win. Well, talk to us, Allison, for folks who maybe haven't planted a gardenia. What are the specs? What's the space we need, and how do we get that, you know, that hole ready for a gardenia to be healthy? Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, there's such a variety of different gardenias available. So we've got uh, the double blooming, the August Beauty, double mint, radicans, and these can grow. Um, they, you can get the radicans, which stay nice and short. They only get about a foot and a half tall, which is great if you want that first tier in your landscape, but they will get two to three feet wide. So you want to plant accordingly for those. Then you also have something as awesome as the August Beauty, my personal favorite, which can grow four to six feet tall. And now to go back to your question about planting, um, like any shrub, when you go to plant with this red clay, we want to have really good drainage and allow those roots to establish easily. So one of the important elements in planting a gardenia or any other shrub is that when you prepare that soil, you dig a hole about two to three times as wide as the nursery pot in which it came. Mm -hmm. We always recommend mixing half and a half some of our planting mix along with that red clay you've dug out just to allow those roots to get introduced to our native red clay soil, but also have a soft enough environment to establish. Getting those, um, those roots established really is just investing in the future decades of that gorgeous gardenia. Yeah, and like you said, half and half, I think, is a good ratio. You don't want it to be all the planting mix because then it's going to reach the outer boundaries of that and go, ugh, red clay. So as long as it's slowly acclimating to that 50-50 mix and you backfill the hole also with some of that clay that you've broken up, that's going to be best. That's exactly right. And we always emphasize um, incorporating a root-starting fertilizer. I love the Dr. Earth Root Zone because it's slow and organic, 
Plus, as a bonus with that, with that high phosphorus in there, it not only tells the roots to establish well, but it's going to support voluminous blooms throughout the summer. Perfect. So that's a great start to a gardenia. And again, Allison, how much space do we need? Like how oh, big between does it each grow? Gar- yeah, so they, some of them have different widths. You want to look at the specs there, but from the dead center of each shrub, you want to give at least four to five feet between each shrub. Perfect. All right. Well, so what are some other, if we don't really want to install some plants this weekend, or mom maybe already has her favorites sure. in the landscape, <laughs> what are some other ideas that, you know, dad and kids can pop into the nursery today and pick some things up? Well, as always, we've got gorgeous orchids in all of our stores. And orchids are fantastic because the blooms will last for seven, eight weeks, even more. So that's a a gift that she can just cherish and gaze upon um, for for a month or more. We also have pre-planted containers uh, that can go on the front porch or your deck or that have uh, loads of different um, flowers and uh, trailers in there. They're real bright and friendly. We have them for shade and sun areas. And for the moms who really like cool hip things, we've got an array of very neat succulents in. Some, if you want to pick and plant your own in a little container, we've got a variety of different little succulents that you can put together yourself. Or just like our uh, container gardens, we also have succulent pre-planted containers in some really neat container um, bowls. And I'll brag on you guys, a lot of that, especially the succulent ones that I've seen where the container is all planted together, that is done right in Marietta at the at one of the farms. Absolutely right. Our Pike Farm growers and planters are so talented. Uh, the things that come in each week just consistently blow our minds, and we see all the pretty things. They do a fantastic job. They really do. That was That was cool to see that that space back there off Roswell Road and just how those things are assembled and put together takes the gardening out of guesswork, as y'all say. Like it's already all, you know, complimentary companion plants all together, beautiful arrangements. Well, Allison, thank you very much. And uh, how can folks learn more or find a location? Oh, thanks for asking. As always, go to pikenursery.com to find the store nearest you. And when you walk in, ask any associate to help. We love helping folks get what they need and make their yards beautiful and their moms happy. And the stores are open already, right? Yes, ma'am. We're open 8 to 7, Monday through Saturday, and 9 to 7 on Sundays. All right. So, folks, get out there. Go shop for mom today if you haven't already. Allison, thank you so much for the great ideas and the help today. Absolutely. And for all the moms, happy Mother's Day tomorrow. You're absolutely right. Thanks, Allison. Always good to have you on. Appreciate Pike Nurseries so much, guys. That is that is a one-stop shop for mom, no doubt. 404-872-0750. Up next is Katie in Atlanta. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Now, when you talked to Corey when you first called the show, he said that you had a great suggestion for Mother's Day. <laughs> I want you to share that with people. It, it's better coming out of your mouth than mine. What was that? Well, every time I go to a gardening center, uh, I go up to the assistant, and you're right, Pike's assistants are always happy to help mm-hmm. and i ask them if their sweet mom is a gardener or their grandmother and then i say let me tell you what she wants for mother's day she doesn't want a card she doesn't want flowers she wants you to give her a coupon for working in her yard it can be half a day a whole day it doesn't matter you can get the whole family together bring a picnic make it a reunion and everybody works in her yard 
I said, but it's more than just the yard work because what matters to her is that you gave your time to her because that gives her bragging rights to all her friends. And then every day when she walks out and looks at her yard, she'll think of the memories that y'all gave her and the time that you gave her. So that's my idea. That's beautiful, Katie. And think about it. You know, if you help mom plant something or even divide irises or some time-consuming project like that, that's still going to be something that always, you know, she's going to be reminded every year of some of those perennials or when the shrubs start to flower or whatever of the time you spent together. And man, when I get out there, I've got some music going. I mean, being out in the yard with your with your family and your friends is just priceless, isn't it? And sometimes that's the way that we introduce our children to gardening. They mm-hmm. might not know that they're going to love it, but a day like that gives them memories too. I love that. Okay, well, you've topped it. Show's over. I mean, I, it doesn't get any better than Katie's suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That was that was brilliant, though. But you had a question about Daphne. Yes, I have my first Daphne, and I actually got it because of a conversation between Mickey and Walter a while back. Okay. But anyway, uh, I know they're picky, and here's my question. I have Walter's recipe if you're going to plant them in ground but I'd really like to plant mine in a half barrel. And so I want to know if that's possible, if that's workable for a Daphne. It's a three-gallon Daphne. And if so, what uh, compost, what, what potting soil should I use? Probably not standard since they're so picky. And uh, it seems like this would be a good question for anybody planting something in a large container like that. Now, I absolutely think the Daphne will do okay in a half barrel like that. And yes, like you said, they are very, very picky. Um, they Well-drained soil is key, definitely well-drained soil. And then bright shade, I would say, you know, as long as you have that container and a bright shade, so not full sun like you'd want for your vegetable garden. That's really their light needs. So when you do, I mean, I would just do Pike brand uh, potting soil. I mean, it's airy, it's light, it's got everything it needs in it. Well-drained soil around the roots, so that's going to be key that it's got that movement and that air. Um, and also mix a little bit of compost in there to, to feed it in the beginning. And fertilizing it two to three times throughout the year is going to be good, making sure that it doesn't get super, super dry in the summer heat. And it'll tell you right away if it's getting too much sun, it'll definitely respond accordingly and you'll kind of know. Um, but Katie, you're fine with just with just a bag of like pike potting soil to, to start off with that. I don't think you need to amend it a whole lot, except for maybe adding a little bit of compost for nutrition value, but also just for, you know, breaking up the, the potting mix a little bit. That should be everything you need for a Daphne. And, um, you know, looking on Walter's website, too, like you said, if he and Mickey have had extensive, extensive conversations about it, he's had success with some at his entrance to his home that have been there for years and years always talked about the smell like in February when that when that came into bloom so uh, walterreeves.com and spell out Daphne in the search engine the search bar at the top D-A-P-H-N-E Daphne I know you know how to spell it Katie but for those who are interested and at least want to see one and know what the best success for it is I would recommend Walter's website he's done it he's been successful Katie I'm glad you called thank you so much we'll be right back to Green and Growing on WSB
As always, you contribute so much to the show, and I just want to thank everybody that, that had a hand in today's show. There's a lot going on. Walter Reeves, of course, was on with Walter Wonders. Joe Lample, Joe Gardner spent an hour with us, which was great. Jeff Roth and Rafael Santiago of Premier Tree Solutions. Allison Smith was just great with Pike Nurseries. And uh, next week is going to be much the same, and your calls as well. I promise, I promise, 404-872-0750. Well, speaking of gardenias, I wanted to round some things out with Scott from Atlanta. Good morning, Scott. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Ashley. I love your show. I listen early on Saturday mornings when I'm out running my errands. It's fabulous. Thank Um, you. I started back in February fixing up my parents' uh, grave lot, their cemetery place where they're buried. Mm -hmm. And I got to thinking that I wanted to put something in the ground there so I didn't have to keep taking back artificial flowers. You know, they they look horrible. So first I put in a double knockout rose. It was beautiful when I planted it. I went back the next week to water it. There wasn't a bloom on it. (gasps) Nowhere. The deer, did they eat it? And I'm figuring because of the way it was just kind of clipped off that a deer was eating it. The bush was perfectly healthy, but there was no blooms on it whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So just this morning at 7 o'clock, I walked into the home improvement store and found a beautiful gardenia, and I had done some looking online to see if they were deer-resistant, but sometimes you never know if what you read online is true or not. So I took a chance and bought the, it's a Climbs Hardy gardenia, Uh the K-L-E-I-M-S, beautiful bloom on it. The bush is loaded with blooms. I had to let the window down in the car because the fragrance (laughs) was so strong (laughs) in the car. And I thought, there's no way a deer is not going to be attracted to this. And then I'm on the way home, and your show is on. And the girl comes on about the gardenia, and I was just... So excited going down the road. <laughs> Allison gave you the info you wanted. Now, you may find that random stray deer that likes sweet smelling flowers, but generally, them being deer resistant, I feel pretty good about that. So, are you putting that in the ground at the cemetery today? That's already in the ground. I was on the wow. way home from planting it, okay. and that was just perfect. I was like, yes, oh. that means I've done great. This this bush may live this time. You, you, know? you are such a good son, Scott. Bless you. I think that's awesome. That's amazing. And a gardenia, you know, this time of year is going to be really sweet for you to go by and visit your mom and your dad, and you're going to be rewarded with that smell, and it's something that's going to last. Like you said, the artificial flowers, they fade. They blow away, but man, that was a smart move. Thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate that, and what a nice tribute to Mom. What a a great way to wrap up the show. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. I hope you have a blessed weekend with your family. We gave gave you some great gift ideas, but I'm sure you're very clever, and you got something that Mom's going to just absolutely love. Visit the Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB, to visit me throughout the week. I will look forward to hearing from all of you. Again, next Saturday, we'll be right back. Here at 6 a.m. Talk to you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.